0: Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my friend and partner, Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and often answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we're armed with a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. We like to mix up a potent blend of coaching, storytelling, Ayurveda, yoga, guided relaxations, and EFT tapping, along with our many years of personal experience. And today, we're going to be discussing self-compassion, what it is, how we talk to ourselves, awareness of our thoughts, and being with how we're feeling versus running and hiding. Welcome Ananga. Hi Shan. It's wonderful to be with you again today to be talking about self-compassion.
1: Yeah, it's a really important part of recovery from anxiety, looking after yourself nicely when you're suffering from anxiety and panic attacks. And it's something that's very often uh, gets buried under those intense feelings of anxiety when we're running around trying to escape those horrible feelings, or even when we're trying to have a quiet moment, and we've spoken about this before, like this surge of anxiety comes up in us and really makes us feel so uncomfortable and we do anything to get away from it. But self-compassion is so important for our self-healing, self-awareness, and to start to build a place of kindness, kindness towards ourself, which is a very powerful antidote to anxiety.
0: I find, and I know that you do as well, Ananga, that often what happens is rather than showing ourselves the compassion that we deserve and the love that we deserve when we're suffering, we're actually
1: hard on ourselves. Yeah, we can easily be hard on ourselves. And if you think about it, if somebody else is harsh towards us when we feel anxious, it feels so awful and so painful, and it definitely increases our stress and anxiety. And sometimes the way we talk to ourselves If somebody else spoke to us like that, we'd really step back and give them a bit of distance. You know, we might not choose to pick up the phone or engage in conversation with them because we'd feel that they'd hurt our feelings and they were speaking really unpleasantly to us. But we're very good at doing it to ourselves. And the more stressed we are and the more anxious we are, the easier it is for us to talk to ourselves roughly. And anxiety doesn't respond well to rough handling at all.
0: It sure doesn't.
1: So let's talk about
0: Exactly what self-compassion
1: is. First of all, it's giving yourself some space. You know, if try and think about it in terms of how you deal with somebody else. If you're busy and you're doing something, and a child or a close friend comes to you, and they're genuinely upset, you might initially think, "Oh, I'm trying to do this," but the compassionate part of you would look at them and think, "Hang on, they're really suffering. I should offer support." That's the thing we tend not. To do to ourselves. So it's interesting to just externalize it a bit. How would you speak to a friend? If a friend came to you really upset, really struggling, and in need of support with something the same or similar to what you're going through, how would you help them? What would you say to them? How would you deal with them? How would you show them love and compassion? And look at that and then start seeing how can I apply that to myself? How can I be more patient with myself? How can I give myself more of a break? How can I be more understanding about what I'm going through and just try and start supporting myself, being kinder to myself?
0: That's brilliant. And I think that that also plays into that question that you can ask, how do, how do I feel and what do I need? And then you're putting yourself at the front of the line. You're really checking in and giving yourself that space To figure it out, okay, I feel extraordinarily anxious right now. What do I know that I need to make myself feel better? Whether it's uh, deep breathing exercises, whether it's just getting really clear in the present moment. I'm here right now with my feet on the ground, my butt in the chair, you know, the reality of my situation. uh, A number of the different exercises, what might be EFT tapping to uh, deal with whatever you're feeling or whatever suffering that you're going through is such a kindness such a gift that you give to yourself
1: it is when you start making space to actively practice self-care in the way that you're talking about practicing some EFT tapping to put some demons to rest or even to show yourself compassion about your anxiety you can tap for things like even though i feel so sick of myself for feeling like this even though i feel so frustrated Why can't I do this when I see other people coping with this? All these harsh judgments we put upon ourselves, you can use EFT to calm all of those down and help yourself be more compassionate to yourself. And of course, yesterday the EFT Tapping Summit, World Tapping Summit started, and you can find the banner link for that on the top of our website. You can still catch up and join in with that. There's going to be lots of experts and guided exercises. Yesterday's one was a particularly Good um, conversation on the power of no, how to say no to others so I can say yes to myself, not in terms of selfishness, but in terms of survival, giving yourself space. So I really recommend tuning in and listening to that. Also, any mindful activity that you can use to give yourself space, as you've just outlined, walking, swimming, yoga. Personally, I really like Qigong because it occupies my mind, my body, my senses, it really helps me feel kinder towards myself, more aware of myself, any of these practices that we can make time for to invest in ourselves. When we're feeling anxious, we have this hardness, this rushing, and when we make space, we become softer and just naturally we start to give ourselves more consideration.
0: And that dovetails beautifully into being with how we're feeling and accepting where we're at and and knowing that we have choices ahead of us in that awareness versus running and hiding from what's going on.
1: This is so hard and I don't think it's ever been harder than it is now because we have so many options for hiding. How often do we become aware of a sense of unease, a sense of anxiety, a nagging emotion, a concern about our health, a something that comes up in us and we just go immediately, we'll go on Facebook or check our email or You know, move and do something else, put the TV on, something to divert. We don't want to feel these feelings. We're uncomfortable with them. We're uncomfortable sitting with them. And we have so many diversions and distractions now. But unfortunately, most of them are unsettling to our nervous system to a greater or lesser degree. So it's a real challenge, but it's, again, a great act of self-healing and self-compassion if we can learn to sit with our emotions and then what happens is we let them pass in Ayurveda it's described um, like the ripening of a mango this is something we talk about in our how to calm your fragile mind course which you can find on our website Dr Ladd a great Ayurvedic teacher talks about when we have emotions we have to let them ripen so he talks about ripening mangoes and then when you squeeze the mango the juice comes out, and that juice is likened to our emotions. So very often what happens is we have these uncomfortable emotions, but we don't let them ripen and flower and dissipate. He also uses the example of a flower that buds and blossoms and then just crisps and fades away. We don't let that happen very readily in the West. We're very uncomfortable with the idea of it. So what happens is these things keep flowering, and usually they're like gigantic weeds of discomfort. (laughs) And right. you know, they keep coming and they keep coming because we're not giving them space to do their thing and pass. So we push them away and they come back and we push them away and they come back. and We often have many of them and they're very persistent. So every time we run away and divert and we bury with whatever it is, television, movies, potato chips, alcohol, whatever our thing is that we're using to stuff those feelings back down, we're giving ourselves mental indigestion and they're going to come right back up at us so how to calm your fragile mind or eft tapping mindfulness practicing qigong with full awareness or yoga with full awareness all of these things help us learn to be with ourselves and to be comfortable with our emotions and to be okay with the fact that things aren't always okay and it's very liberating when we start to be able to experience that
0: It really is. I'm so glad that we came together to talk about self-compassion today. It's incredibly important that all of our listeners know how much we care about you and how much we know that you can do this. You can put yourself at the front of the line and just give yourself that spaciousness to listen in and know that you deserve to be kind to yourself and you deserve to do the things that serve you well.
1: Yeah. Give yourself a break, show yourself some care. And if there's a specific issue or area that's on your mind, please drop us a message on Facebook or via the contact form on our website. We'd be honored to try and help you with that.
0: The quick anxiety stopper, emotional rescue when you need it most. The Quick Anxiety Stopper is a simple anxiety relief tool you can use anywhere, anytime to quickly regain a sense of calm and control when anxiety strikes. Discover how to slay your anxiety today using your body's own emergency stop button. To find out more, visit the Slayer store at AnxietySlayer.com.